My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn more, get better, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Now let's get into today's episode. So like you're working with, um, you know, like these SaaS companies that are figuring Mm -hmm. out like their go-to-market. So let's talk a little bit about how partnerships plays into that. And like, what are the best practices that you've seen um, Mm -hmm. specifically when you're like, you know, starting to establish like uh, that partner channel for, for these SaaS companies? Yeah, and uh, it's a great question because it's it's almost a prerequisite for me to work with them. Because so what I do is um, I'll do an audit. I'll do a it's a it's a revenue audit. I'll I'll make myself a lead. I'll put myself through the whole process. I'll pick apart the CRM, look at all the ins and outs, and then part of the audit is understanding their cost of acquisition per channel as well as their churn numbers per channel. And channel meaning paid acquisition through Google or Facebook or organic is the referral business inside of their existing book. And then if they're getting, if they have any existing partnerships out there where they get business from. And most of the time they, they have some kind of partnership in place, but that's never really been like legitimized. And oftentimes what I'll find out is their, their partner business, the, the leads that they get from their partners, they close faster. They, cost next to nothing to acquire and they stick around for a lot longer. On average, it's three times the ACV, so annual contract value. It's a half the cost of acquisition. And I think the last the last one I did, their lifetime value, it was like 10 years or something. It was just crazy when you compare the lifetime value to the inbound paid channel uh, customer, it was like three years. I'm like, I wouldn't even put money into the paid channels because the cost of acquisition is so high and their payback period was over 12 months. Um, and so there's a lot of like SaaS metrics that goes into how I choose uh, partner channels, but that's why it's a big part because it's not only fun to do, but it just makes a shit ton of sense for most businesses because of the things I just said. It, usually it's a win-win for the customer, if, especially if it's a technology partner. Like if you've got an API and they connect, so it's a digital interface, then it's even easier for your customer. So it's a win on both fronts. You both get the share in the revenue because it's a customer. And there's a trust factor that we'll get into that that traditional marketing and inbound just doesn't have. So that's that's how partner kind of plays into what I do. And what I've learned over time is, uh, that having a partnership program inside of a company is is crucial for a lot of reasons and honestly it's it's going to be more and more of a thing because traditional marketing is losing its steam people aren't trusting the ads they see on facebook people aren't clicking i don't know about you almost never click on those top 3 ads on google anymore like cuz i know i'm just going to get bombarded with an ad and so there's a trust factor that's being lost because of all of the crazy transactional ads that are being sent out there. Uh, there's too many marketing agencies that are saying that are they're building ad programs and, and lead funnels and stuff that just they're only attracting people that want to buy right now and it's burning the bridges for their actual brand for long-term growth. They're not they're not warming up the market, so they're losing the trust. And so where a partner comes in is it it's almost like it when you have a good process, it's a uh, it's like an instant trust bridge between you and the customer and the partner. And um, like the way I look at it in in old school sales training, I don't know if anyone listening ever understands the triangle of trust or the COI method. So center of influence method, right? 
So when when you're out and doing direct sales, for example, uh, I used to sell printers door to door. And to do that, you need, or like the financial advisor stuff, the, the accountant that I would work with was my center of influence. They were the person that trusted me and then they had a book of customers that trusted them. And so by osmosis or by relation or association, they trusted me. And so when I would use that to go get customers, it was so much easier. And so the modern version of that is an integrated technology partner or a co-branded referral process. And so the companies that are just dumping thousands and thousands of dollars into Google and Facebook and all these things that are just throwing ads at them, like Carvana's QR code on the Super Bowl commercial, like it's like a $5 million QR code. They're, they're burning the bridge on trust because there's no, there's no tangible uh, um, thing to touch, feel, and love when it comes to the two brands or the, or the technology they're trying to buy. And so for me, partnership, it really builds on that trust. It creates that bridge. It creates a, a better relationship between the company and the customer, both short-term and long-term. So there's a lot of stuff baked into that. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS Podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, we'll be here for you tomorrow so you can learn, grow, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Thank you.